And in this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to lovely Claudia Romero. She is a productivity and time efficiency coach. She's originally from Chile, now living in Scotland for the last 16 years, and she helps women to go from frazzle to fabulous, helping them manage their time more efficiently. And her inspirational story is about her journey, about how she went from frazzle to fabulous and achieved balance and fulfillment in her life. And welcome, Claudia, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. If you'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do and your, what you're going to be talking about with your inspirational story today. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Claudia uh, Romero. Uh, I'm from Chile, but I'm living in Scotland for the past 16 years already. So it's, it's been a long time, almost a third of my life already. Oh, my God. Um, so I moved here with my husband because he found a job. Uh, I used to work in a big corporation in Chile, in a mining comp- corporation. And um, I was in charge of uh, all the acquisitions and budgeting finance uh, in the geology department. So uh, people that are quite in the field and they don't like too much numbers and I was in charge of numbers and keep them in track of their budgets. So I always been very organized and I had to manage um, groups, uh, making them have deadlines to report and all that stuff. So in part, organization and uh, numbers is my field. Uh, when I came here, I, I tried to look for a job in that area, but then I got pregnant. So uh, that was um, like, yeah, let's slow down. I will take care of the kids until they were in age of going to school because childcare is quite expensive. So because I didn't have a job at that moment, it wasn't uh, so, uh, there wasn't a need for me to start a job. Uh, so we decided that that was the, the, the best way. So when they were in age to go to school, maybe to resume my activities. So we have three boys, uh, but the third one, uh, born with a very rare condition that uh, makes him live at the hospital for a few uh, weeks at the time. So each month he was for 15 to 20 days in and then going out. And the medical uh, team, uh, many of them didn't think that he was going to survive the first year. So it was a very hard time for us as a family because my other two uh, boys were under the age of four at that moment as well. So I had 
three boys under the age of four, yeah, three and a half under. Um, so I was spending time uh, at the hospital. Uh, we don't have family here because my husband's family lives in Canada and United States. My family lives in Chile. So we had a lot of rotation with people uh, coming to visit for longer period of time if they could, for example, Stephen's parents or my mom. Uh, because my dad passed away many, many years ago. So, and luckily my sister um, can work remotely because she's a graphic designer. So she could do her job uh, from anywhere. So she came and stayed for five to six months at a time. Uh, but I always find that I need to balance uh, life between the hospital and my other two boys because it wasn't fair for them that they don't see mom at all. Uh, so we juggle quite a lot of things with uh, my husband and myself, uh, schedules and routines in place. So, but when I was at home with the boys, I, I make sure to spend quality time with them and not thinking in other stuff or doing house chores or be in the house but not present. So I always uh, left time for them to to be with me and so for me it was important as well. So if you want to spend more time with me and have a story or sit down and watch a movie together, you need to uh, do some part so they learn from early stage as well to help at home uh, so putting away toys uh, keep it clean so while they were doing that I was doing cooking dinner for example and then we sit together and spend time together not me thinking oh I have to do that or I have to do that um, so it was quality time and the boys grow and my youngest son uh, was more stab st stabilized yes so he had a few surgeries to uh, make his life better and easier and we have full support from the neurological team and his doctor especially because other doctors uh, respiratory and GI weren't uh, they were very not we don't want to do that because the risk of death was so high. And the neurologists say uh, the risk of death is as high as if he doesn't have that operation. Mm -hmm. So they were on board with us as parents to make his life the best possible mm -hmm. for the longest that it lasts. And we had to push quite a lot. Uh, we had to fight quite a lot for him. But he's 11 now, and he's still going. He has his problems, of course. Uh, we have to be careful. He has a, a lot of therapies. Uh, but mainly because if we didn't push for the things that he deserved, probably he, was, he will be dead because he cannot eat at all. So he has a, a stomach um, 
tube uh, and everything goes straight to the stomach. Mm-hmm. And with the respiratory team, we need, uh, he was struggling to breathe a few years ago and we had to push for uh, adenoids and tonsils removal. And that changed his life mm-hmm. because he, 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 they were so big that he, he couldn't breathe properly. But it was a simple operation for anyone he is more complicated because he has other issues mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have to treat him the same way as any normal person mm-hmm. so we had to push but finally he got everything and um he is thriving on his and he has a school that uh, do many things for him and he has improved in the in the way he he wasn't lifting his head the first years, but now he holds his head and he can bear some weight as well. So he doesn't stand up, but um, he uses a standing frame and he can be and tolerate that for long hours as well. So he has a more normal uh, life than uh, sitting down or laying on a bed for all his life. Mm. So uh, I decided... <laughs> because he was growing and I couldn't find a proper clothing for him that because if you look around wheelchair users tend to wear joggers and easy fit clothing mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to look all the time in joggers uh, because it doesn't look smart and my other two boys looks smarter when they go out and everything Mm -hmm. so i decided to start a business in clothing for special needs with a friend of mine that um she's a fashion designer and that was going very well not uh, not fantastic because it's a very niche market but it was going fine so we went and we won a couple of awards and so we were very happy, but um, we went to a meeting with a big company. I'm not going to name it because it's not my name and shame, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we went to a big fish to collaborate. And then they white noises. Uh, so they didn't send back replies or anything to emails. And then they launched their own line very similar to us but we couldn't uh, i took advice from lawyers that it was not a point for us to be so small to go against them because Mm. they have a big team of lawyers and they know the tricks and all the things of the trade uh, how to go sideline and say no we didn't copy this is so yeah a little bit frustrating, so I had to think about uh, if we keep going or not. So it was a few years for me that it was like, oh my God, this is very stressful. But always in the meantime, when I was running the business, uh, that was seven years running a business, um, I had time for my boys. I had time for my husband, I had time for me, and I had time to run a business. And at school gates, 
uh, many moms ask me how I managed to do everything, running a business, having a, a disabled, very severely disabled boy. And my eldest one uh, was also diagnosed with um, traits of um, autism, so high functioning. So he needed to go to therapies and all the sports that the boys do and everything. And I was juggling all those things without support of family around or uh, I can leave my sons with the grandparents because we don't have that support. Mm -hmm. So we had to manage all of that in a way that anyway gives me time for me to cultivate myself and to be in a better position to react to things. Um, so many moms ask me how I manage to do every single thing without stress or be very tired or be like moody or grumpy all the time. And I realized that for me comes very easily, mainly because when I was growing up, for me it was very important to sleep. And I need my 10 hours of sleep each day. At that moment, now I rarely, if I go to eight, it's quite a lot. But, uh, but for me, it was very important to have my rest. So I need to plan my rest of the day in a smart way so I could do that. I could sleep my 10 hours. I could do the, the school and I could have fun because for me was going out with my friends was very important as well. So I had my priorities very uh, defined. And I think that helped me quite a lot in every single thing because my priorities was sleep, having fun and be responsible. So if I want to have more time to sleep and have fun, I need to be very efficient with the responsibilities that I had. So instead of trying to procrastinate too much, I went straight to do the homework the best possible so I didn't have to repeat it. And always having my time and my allowance of uh, I know how much this is going to take me. And even sometimes I time myself how much uh, a task will take and then I, I bumped it a little bit, so I gave a little bit of allowance. And if I had more time free afterward, I could use it in the things that I liked the most. And I think that helped me quite a lot in all the things that I do yeah. in life. Uh, so that was the answer that I give to one of my uh, good friends here. That I say I'm very organized, I have structure, so for me, don't take me my me time because that is the most important thing. It's not being selfish, but if I'm in a bad mood, all the rest of the energy at home change. And every every single person in the house starts to be moody and grumpy and blah. Yeah. So if I'm okay, every single thing works properly. So she say, oh, um, and I started to help her because she, she also have three kids, but her house was very messy. 
So I started mainly in decluttering because I feel that when you have every single thing in the space that should be, you waste less time looking for things. Uh, you don't feel overwhelmed because there are many things around you and you start to stress because you see mess all around you. So I started to help with, with that. And she said that it was very valuable. And even with the emails, I say, how you can have like 200 emails unopened? And I say, oh, mainly it's rubbish. But if it's only rubbish, why you don't put it in the rubbish bin or and on the spam? Or, and then you erase them or put it in the bin. I said, oh, I never thought about that. And I said, well, so do it. So we started to do that and uh, like uh, having every single thing in a place it should be and make the rest of the family aware where the things are because then you don't have to look for things for them either. So they know exactly where the things are and they know where to go and they have to put it in the same place that they find it. So it is, it takes time to build that, it's a habit, but when you have it and you started to do it automatically, then every single thing is easily, is easy and you have more time in your hands to do the things that you enjoy the most. So she said, you should, you should start to, to do this as a business consultant or something like that. So I thought about it and I thought about uh, starting in decluttering, but mainly I found that it is most enjoyable for me to help others not to declutter their home as, as me going and help them doing stuff, but it's like saying, teach someone to fish instead of help them to get the, the fish yourself for them. So if, if you help them to learn how to fishing, they are going to know for the rest of their life how to get fish. Yeah. So I started to think and bounce back and I say, I'm good in organization, productivity, planning, setting goals, and decluttering is part of all that essence. So when you start decluttering your day and you start to prioritize your task and your to-do list start to get smaller. And if you plan your goals and you plan the actions that you need to achieve those goals, you will see improvement and you don't have to work 300 hours a day because you don't have it but you don't have to be stressed and tired all the time. So if you start to simplify your daily routine, you will see that you move forward uh, quicker and easily and you, you start to achieve things and you don't feel the pressure and you don't feel um, stuck because you have too many things to do. Because if you have too many things to do today, and you are not able to finish all the things that you have to 
to do today, you move it to the following day. And if you have a list for the following day, plus the things that you didn't do today, it is growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. And you feel deflated, you feel that you are not achieving things and you start to kick, the, the, all the monkeys in your brain start to kick in. Mm-hmm. So my aim is to uh, help others to simplify your list, put the three or f- no, the three things in each area. And I mean this, there is, for me, there is four areas that you have to work. is the business area or the work one, the social area, that is you with others, your personal area with your family and closest environment and your own area that is yourself. And you have to have three main things to do in each of these areas per day. And you will see that you are able to achieve every single thing. And if you have too many things to do, probably you will move things uh, to the next day. And that is not the best. But if you work on that, you will start to feel that is efficient and you can achieve and then if you have time you can move the things that you have to do next day to the previous day so you are clearing space for the next days mm-hmm. instead of moving activities to the following day i i don't know if you get what i'm saying here. yeah no i totally understand that because i think the more that you are uh, sometimes I have so many different lists and we, we have a list of everything that we need to do, but learning how to prioritise and doing the three major things in your four areas actually makes you more productive because you're spending that energy on those three things. Whereas often our brain, as you say, our monkey mind can sometimes make and take energy away because we have lists upon lists of all the things that we need to do. But if we prioritize, and I know that's what you specialize in, Mm -hmm. in prioritizing and organizing and helping people um, to to get clear on what is their their three priorities. Because I know that I used to be a massive list maker. (laughs) (laughs) and then so you're dividing your time with maybe 30 40 different things on your list whereas as you say if you prioritize three major things then often once you've got that done you have that feel good factor which allows you to then take the stress off and then you can make your what tomorrow's day you can sometimes as you say make into today's list and so you start working through it and but as the initial the starting point and that's where you come in to help people to get clarity on where they are and what they need to prioritize I think you definitely helped me that way yeah and (laughs) that is very important because sometimes we think one activity is so important but if you dig up a little bit more, you feel that it's not that important. For example, sometimes you, you, I've seen clients that say, but I have to vacuum every single day. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to vacuum every single day. You want to do it, mm-hmm. but it's not essential. 
Yeah. If you vacuum every two days, you will see no difference yeah. in your house. And the, the other thing that I, I am a very big fan is to use those small pockets of time that you have. Uh, for example, to organize one, one little drawer. Or um, so you will see progress. Yeah. But if you start, for example, decluttering the whole kitchen oh, yeah. in one day, you are going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You're going to be stressed because you are not finishing in time. Yeah. So and then you're left with a big mess. Mess, <laughs> exactly. So the best thing is is trying to be aware of what you have to do. And I us I, I usually plan on Sunday for the week ahead. Yeah. But I always have this pocket of time free that you can move things around. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't use it, you can do something for yourself or you can uh, start to do an activity from the next day or next week. Yeah. But you control your time. Mm -hmm. Don't let the time control your, to your life or mm -hmm. control yourself or your emotions because we start to get emotional when we don't finish things or we don't achieve things because we are so overwhelmed that we are not enough. Um, we are not capable to finish and clear out our to-do list. Yeah. So coming back to the basics is not bad. And simplifying is not being less. And the other thing that I, I always have to tackle with clients is that organization structures and habits don't restrict your creativity or your uh, life, but they give you freedom because you know when you have more time in your hands to do whatever you please. But if you don't have those in place, then everything starts to fall apart. Yeah. And it can be very daunting to try to rebuild everything from a pile of rubble. Yeah, I totally get that. And I think that is one of the core things about your your um, coaching program is that um, helping people to understand that actually habits free up because it means that your brain doesn't have to think about something when it's an automatic, like you were saying at the very beginning about when you were teaching your friend, telling exactly where something is now and changing it so that they don't really have to think so maybe the shows now go into the cupboard so every day they go into the cupboard and eventually you don't have to think about it. you come in and you put the shoes in the cupboard and they go away there and so the brain doesn't have to think what do I need to do next and so that frees up the space as well and the one thing that I loved about your coaching was um there's the first activity that you kind of gave me was how much time do I spend on different things? You know, like, so yeah. the one thing that we often say is, oh, I just don't have enough time. But then the activity that you gave me made me realize how, what I spent my time on and was it really productive? Do you know, like it's hoovering, not that I hoover every day, but just it allowed me to have an awareness of where my time was 
and really was I prioritizing it for like being either self-care or for being more productive um, like taking stresses out my life or at the beginning no I wasn't <laughs> yeah. that is the that is the main thing we think sometimes that we are doing a lot mm-hmm. and then we realize that it's not really that much mm-hmm. and for example this is one of the constant issues that I've been seeing in people. They stress up themselves thinking. Yeah. And overthinking and overthinking. I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do that and I have to do that and they don't do anything. Yeah. And they are overwhelming themselves thinking in the things that they have to do instead of taking action in something. Yeah. anything because yeah. when you take action uh, you break the pattern of overwhelming and also sometimes we think the activity is too huge that we don't want to tackle but then if you start you realize oh, it wasn't so difficult yeah. and it didn't took me so much time and then you feel happier and better but if yeah. you start to overwhelm and see these little thing as monsters and giants, then you don't do anything. And people start to procrastinate and people start, and I don't say don't go into Facebook or social media, mm-hmm. but set or allow you as a time frame. I have half an hour and stick to that half an hour. Yeah. Because sometimes we bounce from one place to the other and the other and the other. And then we don't realize that we spend two or three hours in social media, YouTube videos, WhatsApp, emails of cats and dogs and <laughs> oh, my children. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy those things, but I enjoy those things in my allow time for me. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think you can get, what, what do they say, you can get in the um, social media void. One minute it's like you think you're just there and then you suddenly look at the clock and it's like two and a half hours has gone by. So I think definitely um, having that awareness of uh, where you're spending time and having a structure around it. And I think that's one of the, the, the key things with yourself. But if you could give, I know that you've got lots of advice because you're amazing, <laughs> but if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners, what would you say to them? I will say that be present. Also, this is very important. Be present in the time that you should be at the moment that you should be. For example, if you are working, don't think about the things that you have to do for shopping, for dinner, for your kids. When you work, work and focus on that. Create boundaries and uh, focus in the activity that you have to do. Because if you're working and you're thinking in the shopping, your kids and dinner, you're not productive in your work either. And then you're going to have to spend more time doing the activity that day. It should take one hour. It's going to take three or another day. 
So, and when you are with your kids, be with them because they are going to grow and they are going to leave the house and then you need to do something for you as well. So think about yourself. It's not being selfish. But when you have the chance to spend with your children, don't check your phone every five minutes to see if you have an email. Spend time with your children and spend quality time with them. Even if it's one hour, it doesn't matter. But be with them and they will appreciate more because they, win they won't see your mom or their mom uh, checking emails, cooking all the time or doing the chores. Make them part of that, of that as well. Mm-hmm. It's changing all the culture of the house as well. It, is, it, is, it can be fun and they will learn skills and they will learn boundaries and they will learn quality of time spending with you. Yeah. So be mindful with your time. Be present in the moment that you should be. If you have to cook, you cook. If you have to be with your children, be with your children. I think that that is the most powerful thing because especially in the West, we we don't tend to be very present. We're always trying to predict the next thing that we're needing to do. We're always kind of solving problems. Our brain's looking to do that. And as you say, I think being present in whatever you're doing makes you so much more productive. It means that you're having quality time with your family. You're having more productivity in your business um, or in your workplace and in your home. Um, it means that actually you can get more done as well. So I definitely, definitely think. Definitely. And making lists is good because you know what you have to do next, yeah. but not overthinking in what you have to do next. Yeah. Two there then. You've done really yeah. well. Oh, well. No, I have absolutely loved your inspirational story. You have been on a journey and the listeners will definitely get a lot out of this um there's a lot of resilience there's a lot of um heart and also i think the main thing is as you left us with is being present no matter what adversity that you faced you've always managed to become present and understand the value of being there for yourself for your family and also having time for to give back to others with what you do now, which is amazing. And I have been blessed to be one of your clients, mm-hmm. which has really helped me. So I just want to end by saying thank you so much, Claudia. And I just want to say goodbye to our listeners. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me here. And goodbye to everyone. Hope you enjoy it. Yep. And if you want to have any details and work with uh, Claudia our details will be below in the podcast and your company name is called ClaudiaRomeroCoaching.com and you'll be able to find it on Facebook and also on our website yeah on Facebook is Fraslet to Fabulous uh, with Claudia Romero yeah and all the links will be below uh, on this podcast as well so we will leave you just now and thanks again Thank you very much. Bye-bye.